Welcome back to the Fantasy Guys Week 10 edition. Brandon Ellick here alongside Spencer Smith. We took a break last week, not feeling so well, so we're back better than ever. Week 10, Spencer, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah, and had to take a week off. You know, that was our bye week. We're, we're here to go. We got a nice one right in between the season. You know, week nine bye is always the, uh, the most ideal. Yep, right in the middle of the season. Now we're back and fresh for week 10. One game already under our belts. I win by the Colts in a must-win game in their division over the Titans. It puts them in the driver's seat. Now, what did you learn in that game? Titans got stymied in the second half for sure. Um, I've been a believer in the Colts' defense from the start of the season. I thought they showed big things last year, and they were a pretty young unit. And, you know, defenses can kind of be random sometimes and, and fade away, but the Colts seem to be just as good, if not better, as they were last year on the, the defensive end. And, yeah, I've been, a, I've been a believer from the start. I don't think Rivers is going to take them that far, but when they do find that guy – they, uh, they'll be a dangerous team. Yep, and that guy might be Michael Pittman, as we saw. Ooh, true. I was big on him at the start of the year. It's finally good to see Rivers unleashing the ball a bit yesterday. He put up Tannehill-like numbers, and Tannehill put up Rivers-like numbers last night. So speaking of an underrated Colts team, in your opinion, let's get into some overrated, underrated teams. A new segment that we're going to introduce to you guys, I'll name a team, and we will debate overrated, underrated, or just right. And these are going to be for teams that are in the playoff picture, might not be in the playoff picture just yet, but let's start it off with the Houston Texans. Not such a great record at 2-6, and six, but what do you think? Overrated, underrated, just right? I mean, with them having seven losses already, I think they're, they're a little better than their record says, but I, I don't think that they, uh, I don't think that it's significant enough to get them back in the playoff picture at this point. I think they could go on a run. They're one of my most underrated teams here. They look good under JJ Watt capturing that defense. I think, I think they'll be able to make a run just as we've seen the Falcons and Vikings start making runs on the NFC side. I think the Houston Texans could make a run and sneak into the last playoff spot potentially. Yeah, the set the seventh spot does kind of open things up. It does because historically the seventh spot has been majority eight and eight nine and seven teams i mean that is not that is with people not necessarily always trying for that last spot but it'll be interesting to see how it goes down because there's um there's a lot of teams in the afc that you could uh, say deserve to be in and only some of them will be yep for sure now let's get into another one the tampa bay buccaneers they did not look good at all against new orleans but they are six and three they've got tom brady they've got bruce there what do you think over I mean, coming into the season, I thought that they were going to be okay. I didn't think that their offense was going to be record-breaking or anything. I just hadn't seen enough from Brady in his uh, last New England stop. It's about what I expected. I mean, they've they put up some pretty good performances. They've put up some, some absolute duds. So I think the NFC is kind of wide open for anyone at this point, and the Bucks are just as capable of stringing three games together in the playoffs as uh, any other team. Yeah, we saw the Bucks play very well against Green Bay and then not so good against teams like the Bears and the Saints. So you're going to have to beat teams like the Bears and the Saints if you're going to get the win. I think the, the Bucks, especially by the odds makers, are a tad overrated at this point. They were five and a half point favorites at opening to New Orleans, which made no sense. I think New Orleans is a better team. Than New Orleans got the win at home against them. 
seeing that um, shocked me. I thought New Orleans at plus money made a lot of sense in week number nine. Now let's get into the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins have been one of the surprise teams in the NFL. Great win in Arizona last week. Tua taking the reins there. What do you think? Overrated, underrated, just right for the five and three Miami Dolphins. Um, I think the big takeaway from the Dolphins has to be Brian Flores looks like a Bill Belichick uh, disciple that actually panned out, which has not really been the case. We've seen Bill O'Brien not not too good there. We've seen Josh McDaniels not succeed other places. But Brian Flores looks like he has this Dolphins team right where he wants them. And uh, they started the, the season last year 0-8. And then they finished five and three when everyone was saying they were going to go zero and sixteen. So over their last sixteen, they're ten and six. That's a pretty good record. They have a young, good defense. I think that I don't know if they make it this year, but they'll definitely be in contention. And their schedule is not that hard. I think they'll be a playoff team this year for sure. I think the players love playing for Brian Flores, and I think they're a very versatile team. They've shown they can play the grinding games, like being the Rams by winning on the defensive side of the ball. And they've shown they can put up points and win shootouts like those games against Arizona. Like the game against Arizona. So I think they're a very versatile team, and we'll see how Tua does. I wish that Patrick was the quarterback, but I think they are They're going to be in contention, and they're a fun team to watch, and the defense is very, very, very strong. Now let's get into our classic segment of the show, Start Sits. We'll name a couple of players I think you should be starting in your lineups this week, a couple of you should be sitting if you have the opportunity to so spencer let start with you who are you starting this week give me a start i am all aboard the gus bus this week gus edwards versus new england gonna be a rainy day new england's run defense looked bad against a suspect jets offense i think this is a, a match made in heaven to uh, insert gus into your starting lineups and i think he's gonna break out i completely agree i think that's a good spot as well i'm going with robert woods here this week He's kind of a fringe starter in some leagues if you took him as your wide receiver two slash flex option. But I think this is a week you lock him into your lineups no matter what. We've seen how bad Seattle's been against wide receivers. They've allowed 30-plus points. I don't know how many straight games. This game's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a fun game. Um, and I think Robert Woods should be in your lineups this week. Give me one more start, Spencer. Who are you going with? I got to go with DJ Chark. Just got news that uh... – Jair Alexander not active this week. So the corners definitely are going to be a problem. You know, Jake Luton looked to him early in that in that game, and I could see Chark uh, having a good game. And for me, I think despite the Saints defense looking very, very good last week, I think you got to play Brandon Ayuk if you've got him on a team. We heard Kyle Shanahan wanted to give 75% of his wide receiver touches to Ayuk last week, and then that plan was scrapped when he was placed on the COVID list for – close contact to Kendrick Bourne. So I'm a huge fan of Ayuka said at the beginning of the year. I'm going to say it again now. Um, they will be behind. We saw what Richie James did when they were behind last week against Green Bay. So it could be a very good week for Ayuk. Um, seven for 81 and a score is my guess. So get Ayuk in those lineups if you got the option to. Now we, we named some starts. Let's go into our sits. Who are you sitting this week? You know, for the same reason you uh... – you said Robert Woods. I'm going to say Daryl Henderson here. I think that this game is just going to be so fast moving that I don't know if Henderson is necessarily going to going to have the opportunities. I think the Rams are going to be throwing a lot against this bad Seattle secondary. So, I mean, Henderson will get touches, but just not as much as 
as you'd like against a team like Seattle, who is bad on the run on paper, but their secondary is so bad that it may offset it in this matchup. Yeah, for sure. And I think at the quarterback position, one player that I'm looking to sit this week is going to be Joe Burrow. Despite coming off a bye week in the last week, he's got the extra prep time, but it's a tough matchup going up against the Steelers on the road. Steelers off a close win, um, but their defense makes big play after big play. So that big play by Fitzpatrick in the end. So I think this is a spot where you sit Burrow, you can stream a quarterback this week, whether it be a Jared Goff, thinks it's a good spot. Um, I definitely think I'd rather go with Goff or someone along those lines of Goff, a Herbert, um, Drew Locke even, instead of Joe Burrow this week. You got one more sit for us? Yeah, I'll go with Mark Andrews versus Baltimore. I mean, no, Mark Andrews versus New England. Uh, sometimes, you know, these drops, it feels like he's playing against Baltimore. But, um, yeah, New England does not really give up any points to tight ends. That's just something that Belichick completely cuts out of the game plan. Doesn't really seem to matter who the tight end is. Mark Andrews, he, he's he been kind of disappointing as of late, and he needs a touchdown to stay relevant here. And I, I don't know if it happens, especially with the rain factor. Yeah, for sure. That is a good point. And we each had a start and a sit from the same team. I'm going to go for the 49ers here, and I'm going to be sitting the duo of McKinnon and Jermichael Hasty here. Um, last week against Green Bay, Hasty was projected for 15 and a half carries by Vegas Books. He only saw about three or four carries. So um, this is a crapshoot, this RB duo, and it's not a good matchup. They'll be throwing the ball a ton. So McKinnon could make some sense, but I'm sitting Hasty if you have Hasty and you're counting on him. Um, not this week. There are plenty of better options out there. Don't go near Jamichael. Hasty. So we named our starts and sits. Let's go to some breakout players, some players that might not be on the radar yet, but this week could very well be. Who are you going with? Um, I am going with, uh, well, he's actually been going off a decent amount as of late, Christian Kirk. I think he continues this uh this kind of stretch he's been on this Cardinals offense just looks so good. And he's kind of finally emerging as that second receiver that they always wanted him to be. I've been on, I've had a lot of Christian Kirk stock since he got drafted, had showed signs last year, but uh, now he's just looking like he's the, uh, anytime they throw their best corner on Hopkins, that means Kirk has a matchup somewhere else. It just, he, he benefits so much from that. Yeah, for sure. He was actually, if we had a spot for a third start, he would have been my third start. I think that game and every Arizona game is going to see a lot of points this year, which makes for good news for Christian Kirk and Kyler Murray owners. Um, my breakout player, we've mentioned him a lot th- throughout the season on the podcast. It's actually going to be Evan Ingram here. We've seen a tight end position not have any consistency, and I think here with Ingram now, you're going to see a lot of consistency breaking out. He's had double-digit points three straight weeks in half PPR leagues. He's going into a matchup with Philadelphia, which is a great matchup for him. We saw him put up 10.9 against them earlier this season. And then he has his bye. And then three cake matchups with Cincinnati, Seattle, and Arizona. So, and riding throughout the rest of the season. Because we have not seen much consistency at a tight end outside of Waller, Kelsey, and Fiddle. So, this is a great play here with Evan Ingram this week and into the future. So now let's transition into some trade targets. I mentioned Evan Ingram as a potential trade target with a soft schedule coming up. What about you? Who's one player looking to acquire for the home stretch? Um, I mean, if you're uh, if you have a frustrated David Montgomery owner, I feel like he could be someone that you can take advantage. The Bears advantage of the Bears have just a 
very easy schedule entire rest of the season and playoffs. I, I, I see them making uh at least looking a little better. I mean, they, they've looked really bad as of late, but play calling duties no longer in Mad Nagy's hands. And uh, I, I see Montgomery as someone that you can, uh, you can snag on the cheap. And for me, I already mentioned someone I'm looking to trade for was Evan Ingram. One player I'm looking to sell high and trade away is Josh Allen, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. Um, he's been very good, no doubt, this season. But that has also been in part to his matchups. And I think after this week, where he's going to put up a lot of points against Arizona, going into his bye week is a great time to trade him. After his bye week, he's facing the Chargers, the Niners, the Steelers, the Broncos, and the Patriots. Very tough matchups, including matchups in the fantasy playoffs. So this is a time to look to trade Josh Allen while he's a top five. And you're going to be in great position for the playoffs because Josh Allen carries a lot of value right now and it's a good chance to sell high on him and make a push toward the postseason. So we named some starts and sits. We named some trade targets. We named some overrated and underrated teams. Let's get into our favorite segment, the game picks, and then we'll do our bold predictions at the end of the show, as we always do. So let's start it off with Washington against Detroit. Detroit's a three-point favorite at home right now over Washington. I think this is a smash spot for Detroit. I will lay the three with Detroit here. Yeah, I, I got to be with you. I mean, this Washington team, Alex Smith turned it over three times. It, it's a great story that he's able to be back on the field, but he hasn't looked that good so far. So I could see Detroit taking it here. Yeah, almost a comeback last week from Alex Smith, but it was not meant to be. Now we go into Cleveland at home against Houston. Cleveland, three-and-a-half-point favorites. I think Houston wins this game. I'm a big Houston fan. I'll um, take the three-and-a-half points on the road here. I got to go with Cleveland. I think Nick Chubb getting back will get them back to their identity of uh, running the football. Don't have to make Baker Mayfield do too much. This Texas defense hasn't looked that inspired versus the run, so I'll uh, I'll take Cleveland. We go into the biggest favorites of the week, Green Bay, 13.5-point favorites over Jacksonville at home at Lambeau Field. I think I'll lay the points here with Green Bay. Jake Luton did look good last week for Jacksonville, but I think at Lambeau's another animal. Despite there not being fans, Rodgers will do his thing at home. They'll be up 14 to 17 points at halftime, and they'll coast in the second half, I think. Yeah, Jacksonville's got a lot stacked against them here. I mean, the, the whole – not only does uh, is Jair Alexander out, but Kevin King is looking doubtful. So the two top corners on Green Bay are out. That's something to look at. I still think Green Bay takes it. I could see Jacksonville making the overhit by uh, scoring a lot, but I still think uh, Green Bay's t- covering. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me to see Green Bay – 40 themselves. So now we go to Philadelphia traveling to New Jersey to take on the Giants. Philadelphia is holding as a four point favor on the road here. We saw one of the most ugly games of the season when these two teams faced off a few weeks back with Philadelphia getting a late touchdown to Boston Scott for the win. I think Philadelphia covers here. They'll have a lot of momentum after their win over Dallas and the bye week. I think Doug Pearson put a lot of effort into the bye week. They know they can win this division. It's wide open. So I think Philadelphia shows it here and they cover the and they win by a touchdown. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that they're starting to finally get a little healthier. Still not ideal, but, you know, a little healthy is all that you need to win the NFC East. 
Yep, for sure. Now we go to an interesting game here. Tampa Bay holding as a five and a half point favorite over Carolina on the road in Carolina. I think Carolina has to play here, given five and a half. We saw Tampa's weaknesses exploited last week, and we saw Carolina put up a very, very good performance in Kansas City. I think this is a great spot for Carolina. I think the uh, I think the Bucks defense makes a big response. They've been way too good so far for for how bad they got beat against the Saints. I think that they uh, cover the five and a half. Now we go to Las Vegas, where Denver's traveling to take on the Raiders. Raiders holding its four point favorites here. I think I will take the points with Denver. Denver has not looked too bad over the past few weeks. I think as well as they can contain the run game, make their card throw the ball, I think they're in good shape here. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I like Denver here. Um, this just feels like a uh, divisional game that Oakland's going to lose. They've been trending up, but I think that uh, the Broncos are a formidable opponent. And this line is very, very interesting to me here. We've got Arizona as two-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Buffalo. I think this line is Crap line in Vegas to get down up here. That's a nice one. We've got Buffalo at home beat Seattle. And Arizona lose at home to Miami. So why is Arizona two and a half point favorite here? I don't know. But I would probably take Arizona at two and a half here. Because they're going to say that we are. Um, I got to go with Arizona here. Um, I just – I love their offense, Buffalo. I mean, as as good as they looked against Seattle, um, it was clear Seattle didn't get up early for that uh, that road game. I think the inverse effect will happen to the Bills. I think the Cardinals take this. Now we slide into the next game on our slate. It's going to be San Francisco traveling to New Orleans. New Orleans holding as a nine and a half point favorite. And I think they cover the points here. No big deal for New Orleans. They'll win the game by double digits. Yeah, I'm with you. San Francisco's just way too hurt. It, it could be a different story. You know, Shanahan could coach them up well, but I, I like New Orleans to cover here. Now we go to Miami, where Miami's holding as a minus one and a half point favorite over the Chargers. I think this game sees a lot of points, but I think Miami wins it. I'll take them to cover the one and a half at home. I am taking the Chargers. They uh, the the streak of losing in just endfully painful ways stops this week. They beat Miami. They slow down this train. I still like Miami as a team, but I think this is a this is a statement Justin Herbert win. Interesting call. Now we've got Pittsburgh at home against Cincinnati. Pittsburgh's a seven and a half point favorite. I think I'm going to take the Bengals plus the seven and a half here. Um, I think they keep it close within a possession and getting the hook there is nice. Give me Cincinnati. Yeah, I'll take Cincinnati just because the Steelers seem to love to always play down to their competition, no matter what they're kind of um, becoming Seattle-esque in a way where they're, they're winning against everyone, but it, it's close all the time. Uh, they, they'd been just blowing teams out at the beginning and then letting them creep back in earlier in the season. Inverse happened against the cow, a very bad Cowboys team. I may add starting Garrett Gilbert. So I think it's clear that they're always going to play down to the competition. And, uh, I think since he should be good to cover. 
Now we go to our Sunday night game where Baltimore's traveling to take on New England. Baltimore seven-point road favorite here. I think this will be a very interesting game. I think I think New England's going to cover the seven. I think Cam showed a lot of promise last week against the Jets. Um, when he has to throw the ball, he can throw the ball. I'm not sure whether Damian Harris will be playing this week. The last I saw, he's questionable. He's looked very good. But I think New England getting the seven points here. I like Baltimore to cover. Just I feel like they go up early in this game, and then that's exactly the style they love to play. And this Pats team does not seem like they can uh, they can come back against the Ravens. Maybe against the Jets when Joe Flacco's throwing up fourth quarter interceptions and the uh, the call for the tank went on. But I feel that I feel that the Ravens got this. When that Nick Folk kick went in, a bunch of Jets fans, including myself. Could breathe a heavy sigh of relief knowing the number one pick is still heavily favorable for the Jets. Now we go to the Monday night game this week where Minnesota's traveling to face Chicago. This is a over-the-middle type game where Chicago open as a two-point favorite. Now Minnesota's a two-and-a-half point favorite on the road. I'm going to take Minnesota laying with two-and-a-half. I've mentioned on the podcast a bunch that I think they're a very underrated team. And I am a huge fan of theirs. I think they covered this game with ease. I'm not. I'm. I don't like the Bears as a team, but I think they can. Uh, I think they can cover the two and a half here. I think that this is a good matchup for them. The uh, Vikings' offensive tackles aren't that great. Khalil Mack is pretty great. I feel like that matchup could swing the game on one or two plays. So I'll take a Bears BS win. Very interesting. So we went through our game picks. Now let's get to our top player picks. A couple bold predictions from the two of us. Spencer, who are you going with for your bold prediction? Bold prediction? Um, I don't think Washington wins the game, but I think Antonio Gibson has his breakout game. I've called him before. Detroit is the worst team against the run. I feel like this is time to uh, to take advantage and uh, hand the ball off to uh, Mr. Gibson out of uh, Memphis. And I mentioned it earlier. I think Robert Woods has a very, very good week this week. I think we see him with two total touchdowns, a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown, over 150 total yards. And he'll finally pay off his hefty price tag at the draft. And you'll be reaping your rewards with Robert Woods this week. So that'll do it for us. Week 10 edition of the Fantasy Guys. We will be back for week 11, same time, same place, BIC Radio. Catch you next time. Good luck in your bets. Good luck in your fantasy lineups. See you next week. Adios.